Hello, welcome to Divine Honey Podcast. I'm your host, your friend, Tamika Johnson. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. This show is about human experiences. This includes thought-provoking conversations and most importantly, our Divine Honey guest sharing their stories about love, life, journey, and purpose. If you're watching live or you watch on the replay, you feel inspired, please drop a comment, questions. Y'all know that engagement is always welcome here on this channel. So welcome. Welcome. I want to introduce my guest for today. It's Corey Holland. Um, Corey is going to be joining in, sharing with us his insight, his journey on mental health and love. How are you doing, Corey? Doing great. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me on your platform, on this podcast. I'm very excited. Of course. Is there anything you want to share about yourself with the audience? Um, well, um, to me, I feel like I'm just a regular hardworking person. <laughs> um, nothing very special. I didn't, you know, I um, grew up from, actually from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, I live in Arizona right now. Um, I wouldn't say I had a hard life, but for the most part, you know, I had an average life when it comes to a lot of things that uh, the average person goes through. And uh, I've learned from a lot of things in life and uh, taken some things from other people and ran with it, which helped, you know, become a better person in life. So I think that's all I got from me as my intro. <laughs> yes, I love it. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. And as you guys know, we kind of been on a little mental journey, like topics lately which is great with going into the end of the year you know <laughs> the holidays coming and then entering into that new year's and having that woulda coulda shoulda or not where I'm supposed to be but remember we're here to encourage and inspire so Corey why did you choose this topic of mental health and love last week we did two weeks ago we did men and mental health but now we're narrowing down on the love part well, if you look at today's world, I well, from my perspective, I see we lack love in a lot of aspects um, from when it comes to just friends, family, or, you know, just meeting people in general. Like, this world has lost love. And from a male's perspective, um, we tend to not really love ourselves, um, and that comes with a lot of mental issues. Um, and I feel like if we were able to get a hold of our mental and able to really work it out and understand that, you know, we can love and we can, you know, spread love to everybody and hopefully make a better village, I should say, or, you know, community. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I think mental love is important. I mean, mental health is important when it comes to love because uh, that's major. We definitely need to get our mentals together. <laughs> yeah. One thing I remember we kind of discussed, like, the importance of, like, knowing yourself when entering, um, like, romantic relationships or being able to show love to our friends, whoever, but really uh -huh. knowing ourselves. And what have you experienced? What experience have you come across in not knowing yourself? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I would say... Early on in life, early 20s, um, a lot of, well, I grew up with the mindset of just rolling with the punches. Mm -hmm. And 
now that I'm older, um, I felt like that was kind of the wrong way about doing that. Um, I feel like you need to, it's about chess. It, it's, it's chess in life. Mm-hmm. Like that. You're supposed to always think about your next move. You should always think about, you know, where do you want to go? Who do you want to love? Why do you love this person? Um, so back to my personal experience, I believe it was, um, hmm, threw me for a loop on that one. <laughs> I think it was more so of realizing who it is that I want I want to be, like being honest to myself, really. Mm-hmm. Um, not trying to please other people, just being honest to myself and knowing that staying true to yourself and really being who you want to be is where you want to, is who you want to be in life. Like that. Yeah. Do you think knowing yourself, when you know yourself, you trust yourself, like trust your decisions, especially like in just who you're going to associate with. Like you can trust that thing inside of you. Like this isn't for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's important to trust your gut. Important. Um, and that's another thing. Like we're always, at this fast pace in life like we're always moving this world is every day is moving faster and faster and faster and to some people you know if you're going too fast and you got too much going on it'll drive you crazy Mm -hmm. and to be able to take that time to reflect on yourself and to just really think about what you're going to do what's Mm -hmm. your next move it's what a lot of people need to just realize let me sit down let me take a moment let me collect my thoughts and uh, move accordingly. And knowing your, knowing what's important to you, like understanding your core values, especially when we're walking into um, relationships. I mean, we're quite older now, but think when you were younger, getting into uh-huh. relationships, you don't know who you are. You don't know what's important to you. You don't really, you may not understand what's of value to you. And when you don't know those things, you get in these situations, and that's when uh-huh. you might not even realize you have mental health issues or trauma oh, that yeah. you haven't resolved, and now you're being triggered because yeah, yes, you you definitely that's something that you definitely uh, or some people don't really know until they either seek help through counseling. Or they speak to somebody who has a little bit of wisdom in that area. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of people do get into, let's say, relationships, and they don't know who they really are, who they really are. Mm-hmm. And they go years and years of believing this is who they are until a breaking point happens. And they're so confused as to, you know, why they're being poor one way, and they believe that. The mm-hmm. way they've been living is the correct way. And it's like, no, you're at a point to where you need to realize, like, okay, if you like this and this is who you want to be, then you need to be that person. And you need to stop really lying to yourself because you're messing up your mental on that path. And mm-hmm. from doing that, it's not allowing you to open up and properly love the next person who needs to be loved. Whether it's a family, a friend, or, mm-hmm. you know, random person. Yeah. And that goes with just communication, being able to, you know, we keep a lot of stuff in. We don't say what we mean and we don't mean what, the, you know, what we say. Yeah. Like, like we have to communicate. And, but I, 
I think communication, like, sometimes has to be learned. I didn't grow up learning how to communicate properly. I grew up people around me. They said whatever they wanted to say and how they wanted to say it. And when that's happening when you're small, it can do things to you. Like, oh, okay. It caused me to be shy for a long time. Because I didn't say anything right. I didn't do anything right. No one was... So it shaped me as a young child. So I think I didn't really learn how to properly communicate till like going into counseling. And it's still hard. It's still sometimes hard for me to address things. And that's new to me hearing that, actually. Mm-hmm. That's actually new because I, uh, I, I look at my mom's side and my dad's side. And both sides were very open. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said whatever they wanted to say, mm-hmm. how they wanted to say it. So when I grew up, I took that as just them being real and just being mm-hmm. honest behind, you know, the things that they were saying. Um, so I never really let it affect how it was said, mm-hmm. you know, to me as a kid or even as an adult. Um, but now that you said, you know, that kind of shaped you in a way to where it was hard for you to really um, was to open up about certain things or receive a lot of things and how it was said. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was new to me. I never really knew that to be effective to somebody, I should say. Yeah. So. I grew up, too. My people were, like, very, like, I'm like, dang. Like, one time I was like, you're musty as hell. I was like a kid. I was like, in front of everybody. I was like, damn. I was embarrassed. Oh, well, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Man, like, yeah, yeah. Man. So, I was like, in you know. everybody? I was like. Everybody as a family or a friend, like, just random people. It was like my whole family was, I was embarrassed. So I was always embarrassed. But just, but then sometimes receiving information and communication, sometimes we do, and I say this now, sometimes we have to look past the offense. So I'm better about that. Like, even if I do have people in my life that are very blunt, but I might take it like, but then I'm, I choose to look past the offense because is there any truth to it? So I can be better. Uh-huh. So sometimes, it's, and that's, yeah. And that's the thing, because like, were you really funky? I well, in that case, I I think I was. I was sweating. Yeah, so it was the truth. It was the truth. It was the truth. <laughs> but like, as a, I was just embarrassed. It was just how it was delivered. Yes. Yeah, it was how it was delivered. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's just. A, and that's what I'm learning. And that's that's the, the that's what I'm. That's something that I've been working on. I should say, is the when it comes to. I'm good when it comes to like friends and, and people that um, associates or people that I don't know. Like I'm not gonna walk past mm-hmm. and say, "Oh, you're funky," you know, and I don't really know you. Um, in that aspect, I might as well, I, you know, I might just keep it pushing. But <laughs> for instance, some people, if you're talking to somebody and that person has a booger in their nose, will you tell them? Yes. You will? Okay, I know a lot of people who... No, I'm not going to let them walk around like that, but I would just be like, hey, I would just be discreet about it. I'm like, oh, you got girl, get that book. I would just be like, oh, <laughs> you got a little something. But a lot of you'd be surprised when you ask that question to a lot of people, and they'd be like, no, nah, like, because they feel like, oh, I'm, a, I'm going to embarrass that person. Mm-mm. And I'm like, you don't have to say it loud. You can just, you know, like you said, signal it, whisper it to them. But I say that to say... When it comes to family, because I was raised in a, a household and a family to where it was really no filter. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, I'm going to give you the wrong. That's just how I was yeah. groomed and raised so that when I talk to, you know, my kids, 
Mm-hmm. They're a little sensitive now. They're yeah. different. Kids is different nowadays. And so... Do you adjust um, to that, though? I have to adjust okay. to it. You know, my son, he's one of the people who... Or my son, he doesn't really take tough criticism. And, you know, me being a father, you know, I'm like, I got to be tough on my son. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm learning to adjust to that. And that goes along with the, the mental as well because... I didn't have that, you know, so now I have to learn, you know, I have to be able to correct myself in, in certain situations and be like, all right, look, your son is not going to reply or respond the way you want him to respond with how you're going to, you know, act. So sit down, take it back to the drawing board and think about how you're going to really, you know, relate this message to him. Like you got to do it in a way to where he will understand. Where they, yep, so, where they can receive. I want you to receive it. I know this person will not receive it well if I say it this Uh way. But in my heart, I want them to get what I'm saying. So I'm willing to change my vocabulary. I can still be mean. People think, oh, you're trying to change. It's like you can can still be you. You can still, if a person needs a little bit more kindness, Uh sometimes there's sometimes where I need it direct. Like, you know you messed up. And that ain't cool. Like, I need it sometimes straight up. Just sometimes straight up. <laughs> you're slipping. No, I think it's one of those situations, too. Yeah, where the person got to know you. You got to know the person. And you got to kind of just know the situation. Yes, 100%. Because I got some people, um, they know, and they can, they're like, you know what, sis, I got. I got, just got to say it. I got to say it. I love you. They'll start with I love you, but... You know it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It's <laughs> you know coming. it's coming. So another thing we're talking about, like discovering your mental health issues when you get in these, like especially deep romantic relationships. And I even say, I even talk about, I talk a lot about friendships too because society puts a lot of emphasis on romantic relationships. But your friendships are important too. They help you navigate. And those can be complicated relationships too. And yeah. even in friendships and romantic relationships, two people can come together and they are triggered. They're, they have different backgrounds and they get together and they're bringing out the worst in each other. And Or one's depressed, one's not, and doesn't understand the other person. Uh-huh. And how do you navigate? Yeah. Well, well, if you're looking at it from our soul of a... If you're in a relationship, um, we could take it to a marriage because relationships, mm-hmm. I think, is at a point to where relationships should really be like the honeymoon stage. Mm-hmm. Everything is fresh. You, just, you know, you start to learn people. So if it's played right, you know, you wouldn't have to worry about going through what you just asked me about in the marriage. Mm-hmm. But in the per- that's in the perfect world. Right. Um, but what happens is, is that... Um, you know, two people meet each other, they get together, and they have this wonderful honeymoon stage to where everything is great, they hanging out, you know, never had anything like you, and then you get married, and then everybody knows when you get married, well, not everybody, but me and me knows that when you get married, the lady changes. <laughs> okay, um, is that a general blanket statement, or do can both people change? I, I say it's a general a general blanket statement. Really? And the reason why I say that is because okay, not to cross everybody 
changes. Everybody, that's the growth in life. Okay. Every day, somebody, everybody is different. So we're going to keep that as the, the borderline right there. Your Women are going to change, men are going to change. But for the most part, when I, when I explain the change, I mean, in some way, you know, women get to a point to where they're very possessive, possessive in a way. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, I got you. We married, got the ring on you. It's like, now I know I got you. <laughs> We're locked in here now. It is what it is. So, you know, the real, the true me could come out now. And not even really trying to get deep into that part because it's getting really off the question of what you asked. Mm-hmm. Um, but as to two people getting into a marriage and, you know, one person not really knowing who they are and not understanding who they really mm-hmm. want to be in life, if you have a person that does and that definitely understands what they want to be in life, if that person is wanting to elevate and wanting to, you know, get with you, build, and, and, and start a legacy for your kids and your grandkids mm-hmm. and all that stuff, that other person has to have a clear slate, a clear, a clean slate as well. Like mm-hmm. they have to have no baggage. They have to be on the same page. So if y'all going through life and one is steadily, steady trying to go up and the other one wants to go up, but they have so much holding them back. Mm. Now you got a conflict. You got a conflict now. And that is what I mean by when the beginning, getting to really know who that person is and understanding your mental and that person's mental because she that person might want to be on the same page as you and you might want to be on the same page as that person and y'all think y'all are when it's time to actually elevate it's so much stuff holding that other person back which in return holds you back as well so i think when people mm. you know get together whether it's for love or friendship Mm-hmm. Even with friendship, you both have to be on the same page as far as, you know, if we're going to be friends, I don't need you to be in the street and I'm up here trying to be in the corporate world because that don't mix. It doesn't. <laughs> I, don't need to, I don't need to be young black riding a Mercedes Benz because I, I can afford it and you riding with me, but you got the gun on you and you got drugs on you and the cops see us riding in the Benz. I'm legit, but you not. So now they pull us over, you got guns and you got drugs on you. So that's important to be able to understand and and know who you are really going to be with as far as friends and a relationship that was a good comparison about the gun in the car and you in the bins that was no no it explained it well we're on like how does that work and if they get caught with you go down with them you're you can't y'all going down yeah you're both <laughs> so Until that person said hey, he had nothing to do with do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have nothing to do with it. Yeah. So what oh, was something else? So what happens when there is like you can use this in relationship, marriage, any type of relationship, mm-hmm. when one person is battling with mental health. Now, mm-hmm. mental health, which it's it's a really tough thing and everybody experiences it different. Um, a lot of times with black men being depressed and stuff, you guys kind of, um, you're functional. You might not even know that you're depressed. You're kind of going through the motions. Statistically, you guys are just going through the motions. Um, 
So with that, how, what if you have one partner or a friend that doesn't relate, how can they be supportive and how can they communicate with the other person who is dealing with mental health issues? Um, I believe in, let's say, uh, a relationship, you have to be, each person has to be a teacher and a, and a student. Mm-hmm. So there has to be, you have to play both roles from both sides. You got to be willing to be able to be taught and you got to be able to teach. Mm-hmm. Because if you see your spouse going through things and that person is actually telling you, or not even telling you, but is showing you, you know, what could be the triggers behind those things that they're going through. Mm-hmm. You have to be a student. You have to learn, like, okay, every time this trigger happens, that person does this. So now I'll be the student, you know, study it, find out, you know, what causes those triggers and ask, how can I help you with those triggers? Mm-hmm. You know, what can we do to, to get over that? If it's, is it something that I'm doing, you know, am I, you know, when we have conversations, is my tone a little bit too loud, which is triggering you maybe back to your childhood when your dad was yelling at your mom mm-hmm. and possibly beating her? You know, do you mm. think that my tone is, you know, related, relatable to that tone? And so I think those things right there, um, you have to really pay attention to that that person or your spouse and, and really figure out what's going on. But at the same time, your spouse has to be willing to be able to let you in and be able to be open with you and say, mm-hmm. yes, you know, I know a lot of people who they hide things from their past, from their significant other, because they don't want to be judged. Ooh. Yeah. And I, I disagree with, I see why, but I disagree with it because if I'm your spouse, I want you to open up to me about everything. We both should be open, to, you know, opening up to each other about everything, so that when certain situations come along, I'm not alarmed. I'm mm-hmm. not caught, you know, by the mind side. You know, mm-hmm. if we're out and we're at the grocery store and you see a couple and a guy raising his voice at a lady, that could be triggering. Mm-hmm. And start doing weird things and I'm like what you doing that for like me and my mom like you know they arguing <laughs> you know that's a, it's an argument but to that person so uh, I don't know if I answered your question you know yeah. per se but I definitely know that um you have to be willing to just look and really pay attention to your significant other when it comes down to trying to help with mental health because some people are not just going to say, Hey, Mm-mm. this is what's going on with me. And I think that's the biggest issue with mental health things too. It's like people either they don't know or they know, and they feel like they can't talk to anybody about it because one, they're not going to listen or two, they might not give them the help that they need or three, they might feel judged. A hundred percent. I was just thinking, you know, the word that came up was shame. Like, if I tell my partner this, these things that are, like, sacred in my heart that I've kept to myself, um, will they be thrown back in my face later if I do something? We, You know, those arguments happen. Well, that's why yeah. that, um, will I be judged? 
And it might uh-huh. be something that, you know, you're ashamed of, that you ha- even have these feelings or whatever has caused these things. Um, you know, whatever trauma caused it, you might be ashamed to even talk about it. So that's why communication and just allowing pe- us to feel safe with each other. And that's the biggest thing right there is, is feeling safe. Feeling safe. But then um, on the individual as well, I believe that you have to be able to accept the world and what it is. Um, you have to be able to accept knowing that people are going to have their own opinion, sure. whether you know you like it or not. Um, you have some people who would agree on how you felt. If for whatever reason you didn't want to say anything about you know the thing, the issues that you had going on, some people will you know say, okay, I understand why she didn't. But then you will have people who will say, well, that was stupid. You should say it. <laughs> you know? Right. And uh, well, I, I think you just need to, you know, that person needs to just have a conversation with themselves and just say, this is my story. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. And I don't care what, you know, anybody yeah. thinks about it. And that's that's how I deal with mine. Mm-hmm. I deal with it as I am me. I, only person I can control, really. Uh, to the full extent is myself yes and um that helps me realize like okay it's your story own it you know Mm -hmm. be true to yourself and and try to just be organic with a lot of things Mm -hmm. you do in life and a lot of times like before we get in these relationships you know you have that period of getting to know each other and having these kind we don't have a lot of conversations sometimes because we're into the lovey-dovey and the lust part, but it's very important to have these conversations, know about each other's past. I'm the type of person I don't want to, let's say I meet a guy and he's telling me about his past relationships and I, I don't want to continuously have a conversation about that because my fear is trauma bonding. I don't want to bond over bad stuff that happens to us. We can have some conversations and have an understanding, but I would prefer, like, at some point, can we, like, move forward? I get afraid of trauma bonding. That's what I get afraid of. We're just, all these bad things happen to us, and that's what's pulling us together. Oh. Well, I'm a part. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's just the only thing. And sometimes I meet people that haven't, like, worked through stuff. And uh, that gets scary because I'm like, I'm not, I can be here to support you, but I can't, I can't heal your trauma. We talked about, I can't heal it, but I can support you. I can be there for you, but are you equipped for us to go in this serious manner? Is there some things you need to deal with first? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, And in those situations too, like I said, I'm the type of person, I like all honesty. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I like I like you to be yourself. I like you to be upfront, and I think more people need to be like that. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say that is because, like you just said, um, if a person does get with you and all they want to talk about is their their, their um, past trauma, past uh, relationships, this bad stuff that went on. In my mind, if I'm sitting down with a girl and we're dating and she's telling me all this stuff, mm-hmm. I see who you are now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're giving me a heads up on, right. okay, do I want to pursue or do I not? You know, because yeah. those are going to come up whether you talk about it now or whether you don't talk about it now. Mm-hmm. In months, time, months, 
years go by and y'all are serious and then they start coming out mm-hmm. and it's like okay you done wasted your time when and this conversation could have been you know we could have had this conversation in the beginning which would have allowed you to be like okay do i really want to continue to see this guy right and that's but what i look I, at too like if i keep that i'm like oh wow we can't get past this like he's not then i'm like that might be a little too much for me because i'm at a different place yeah. Yeah, and who wants to come down like that's? I'm big in energies, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's pulling negative energy, and that, I don't like that. You know, I would rather have positive energy. Um, so, and that's one thing I use is the energy to kind of like determine who I want to be around and who I want to deal with. But um, back to the question that you had asked, though, you had said something that was. Uh, important in the beginning i think for young men Mm -hmm. i think it's very important for us to really start evaluating the lady Mm -hmm. um because y'all got it down packed to a science (laughs) y'all y'all got it down packed i mean y'all you get that right lady she checking into 401ks uh insurance your job like they got it to a science um let a guy come approach you and y'all get to talking, you're going to know everything about him within the first week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, us, on the other end, I think we're so caught up in being the one who has to show and improve ourselves as to why you want to be with us. And we mm-hmm. do that and we forget. We forget mm-hmm. that in the beginning, if she likes you, she likes you. If you like her, you like her. Y'all both got, y'all both have something in common. Work towards that, but at the same time, don't forget that mm-hmm. you gotta look at, you gotta listen to how she talk. Listen to how she talk about her father. Listen to how she talk about her mother. Listen mm. to how she talk about you know, the men that she interact with in her life. Mm. Listen to how, you know, if she's saying, oh, you gonna do this, you gonna do that. That's too many you gonna do this. In one paragraph, in one <laughs> conversation, I gotta do all of this. Like we can't do all of this. So, I think you know, for young men who are pursuing women or a woman to be, you know, in their life, it's something that they need to really think about, and that will help them in the long run too. That's true. Definitely. That's true. Because women, we 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 do got it. We look at all those things and. So that is important. Genetics. (laughs) (laughs) Down to the genetics. I got it down pat. And family like matters to like kind of understand like family background and family dynamics of the person Mm -hmm. that you're like pursuing. I mean, I wouldn't say their family life. No one's family life is perfect. Like example, mine was not. But as I've gotten older, my family life is actually really good now. But there was a journey, a long journey to get there. And so just yeah. looking at the other persons, like, do they speak to their family? There could be good reasons why they don't. But just really just getting into that, because how does that affect us building a family together? And how some people, family isn't imp- as important. And then to one person, family can be important. And sometimes yeah. family can be too involved. <laughs> and sometimes family's not involved enough. It's, it's definitely, it's, it's, 
definitely a subject that is very um, touchy because, like you say, you have some people who come from a background with no love. Mm -hmm. And then you meet somebody who did come from a background of love. And then it's that kind of conflict as to, okay, who is who is right and who is wrong? You know, you can always say, like, I come from a family of love, and, and this is what we did. And then this person was like, well, we didn't do that in my family. So just because you come from love doesn't mean that it is right. In my mind, I would say, yes, because it's love. You know, mm-hmm. who doesn't want to be loved? Who doesn't want to have a, a supporting, you know, background or supporting family that, that loves them? Um, but then you have some people, like I said, who who don't move off of love. No. And that's okay. You, right. You know, that's not to downplay them, but it has to be a meeting. So you got to meet somewhere. And I believe love trumps a little bit more, but that's just my too. own opinion. And me too. And I think we love different. I think men and women can love different. And I think if we understood that about each other, even people love different. What I need is not somebody else's need. It's still love. So, you know, The funny thing about that is, is that, um, I, like last three or four years ago, Mm -hmm. I really found out about love languages. Oh, yes. What's your love language? I'm an affectionate person. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm affectionate touch. That's me. Um, but it was one of those things to where I was told to my face, like, you need to know my love language. And I was like, okay, what's that? <laughs> so, you know, me coming from a family of love, thinking that I know, you know, everything, it was a slap to my face because it was like, okay, yeah, you know, love is like mm-hmm. essential to life, but you don't know there's multiple ways to love. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, really? So I had to be taught, you know, I think it's like seven of them. Yeah. Um, I, I know mine know. is. Words of affirmation and quality mm-hmm. time. Okay. So, See, so yeah. I you can tell me like, let's say someone did all the things that showed love to them. I do this for you. I do that. I ask how your day is. But I'm like, you don't tell me you love me. All that trumps because I need to hear that I'm loved. Those stuff matter. I see that you're doing it, but I have to. My brain, it's like a chemical in your mind. I have to hear it. And sometimes yeah. other people, like, don't understand if someone says, I need physical touch. And you're like, but I do this, but I do that. In their brain, they're like, I understand that. So it's just us understanding each other instead of trying to, like, fight each other. No, this is the way I do it, and this is how I show it. That's why I love uh-huh. the love languages, because you can take the test. You and another person can take the test, and it's a way to understand how they feel loved. I was given a book. Oh, I didn't read the book. I know there's a book. I didn't read the book. I took a test. Yeah, I was, I was given the book. And, Ooh, uh, you're ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> given the book. And it was circled, like, the, the things that she, uh, the, the her love languages. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. Never knew that that was a thing. But that's something that I've learned. And it's cool. You know, it's good to know those things. Mm-hmm. Because and- uh, it definitely helps. I like that more like when I hear men have taken it because um, to know their love languages, sometimes it is kind of like about how we feel, but it's nice to know like, you know, men have feelings is what I'm saying. And maybe sometimes that gets forgotten. 
it's kind of messed yeah. up. It's, it's one of those things to where women move off emotions, right? Yes. Y'all move off emotions. Um, and with that being said... Let's say most. Crazy. Let's not do a blanket statement. Maybe some don't. No, no, no. Generally. <laughs> Generally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think every... I, I, it's not a bad thing, though. It's not really, yeah. That's just how... Yeah, that's just how you guys are built, you yeah. know. And that's just being honest. Like, yeah. you know, it's no shame in it. It's nothing wrong with moving off emotion. Actually, you know, um, if you can control your emotions and move off, that's that's you're that's great. That's I that's agree. a um, that's a skill that is very great to have. Um, and the thing about it is, is that we are not designed to move off emotion, and it's showing nowadays because a lot of these young guys, they are moving off emotions and it's landing them in jail. It's landing them in the grave. Um, mm. Women are saying things to them and because they're moving off emotion, they're beating women. You know, so a lot of things that a lot of the emotion side or emotions are definitely starting to flare up in a lot of men nowadays. But if you notice from back in the day, like me and back in the day, they ain't speak about nothing. Like I had a grandfather who was just stone cold, just a, he was born 1913. So he didn't really express his feelings at all. Like whatever mm. he was going through, you didn't understand it. He didn't speak on it. He was just, <laughs> and he had his moments when he was cool, but um, he didn't really open up. And I don't think he had anyone to open up to. Um, I was too young to really talk to him about it before mm -hmm. he passed. But just thinking about it, it was like, okay. But now you start to see more men be able to open up, be able to express some emotions. Not to where we need to be, but we get. I feel like there's some type of movement to a start. Um, mm -hmm. When it comes to us expressing our emotions, expressing our feelings. It's a it's a great line for me. It's a great area. And that great area is more so men when we are every day, like right now, I could be sitting here and if I'm not on your uh lovely podcast, I'll be thinking about nothing. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just sit here. I could be in a room and just be sitting down and not thinking about a damn thing. Or if I'm thinking about something, it's like, who in this football game right now? Like, our mind isn't racing all the time. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if you ever went up to him and he's just sitting there and he's like, hey, what you thinking about? What they say? What we say? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel when we say nothing? You, like, like, you gotta be thinking about something. something. Yeah, but it's nothing. And so, <laughs> my mind's always going. I, I don't. I wish I wouldn't think. <laughs> right. And see, that's the thing. Like you know, and I feel like that is the you know emotion side. Like you guys gotta constantly be feeling like you gotta do something. Or I don't. I can't speak on the ladies part of it because I really haven't really dissected or actually asked. And maybe I could ask right now. Mm -hmm. Like uh, you said, your mind is constantly racing. Mm -hmm. Like. Is it something that could be controlled? Like, can you uh, sit down and just be like, let me just decompress and not think about anything right now? Um, I have to 
It has to be intentional. It's not like it's just going to automatically happen. Like, I always make this joke, like, you know, after work and stuff, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go stare at a wall. Like, I'm really going to go stare at a wall and not, like, talk talk or anything. How far, however long that lasts. But I had purposely, like, training my mind to do that. Otherwise, I'm thinking about what I'm going to do next, thinking about tomorrow, thinking about... Look, I'm thinking I'm gonna be a better person. Oh, uh, that was kind of mm-hmm. messed up. What I said earlier. I wonder if they were offended by that. Like it just like it goes on and on. <laughs> I think for me, what's done is done. Like it might be some some things we probably look or we we would reflect on and say, okay, maybe I went too hard. But I think in my situation, it's probably like my son mm-hmm. or even you know, my family at home. It's like, okay, I may have said something, you know, to the wife you bad, and I'm like, ah, maybe I should have changed that. Mm-hmm. Or I could have said something to my daughter. I I noticed my daughter is two, and I raised my voice better, and I almost cried. <laughs> 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 that was like the one time I sat down, I was like, all right, man, hold on, let's think about what you said. But other than that, you know, mm-hmm. I think for the most part, I, I kind of just – Collect my thoughts and just leave it at that. Like, I want to be more like trying to do that. Collect my thoughts. Like I can have a time and collect it and leave it. Because it's mm-hmm. exhausting for your brain to be running. You're like, oh, God. Yeah, you got to rest it. And that's what I think. Um, I think that for women at some point when you guys are able to be able to rest and decompress, you get the better version of yourself. Because you're mm-hmm. able to to think freely or think clearly, I should say. You're not. Mm-hmm. You're not. Your mind is always racing. You know, anything is always constantly going. It needs a break, and once you give it that break and give it that chance to rest. Yeah, and you know, I think about women that have families. I'm sure their brain is always going. Like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. And I'm just a single person, and I'm doing that. I'm like, oh, I know she tired. <laughs> <laughs> I know she tired. <laughs> oh, okay. yep. So we have a comment, okay, from, so, Bree, she said, um, um, that's why self-care is important. Amen. Rest is, is key. And then I think what she was saying about when I was saying about, you know, when you have a family, you're probably like going and going even more so. And she said, Lord, always. (laughs) And for women, that is definitely, I think, in my experience, um, having to understand that the the, the lady in the family, they... Your mind is always constantly because you got the kids, you know, mm-hmm. you got kids, household, and then you have the husband. Yeah. And I think, how can I put this? So we don't require a lot of attention as you guys think we do. Like, do you believe that men require a lot of attention? Um, I, like, I think they require attention. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I can't just, yeah, I think they require attention. Maybe, maybe not as much as I would personally need. And I, then I think it depends on the man because you do have needy men. Right, right. You, you, it could be needy men out there who needs, you know, their. Or I don't like to say the word needy. They just have needs. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So you tell me how much. So, like, um, you know, hearing stories from, you know, my cousins that are married, um, from my wife that, you know, when it comes to their mind and their everyday activities when it comes to the family, you'll say, oh, I got to deal with the kids. Oh, I have to deal with home. Oh, I have to deal with this. Then I got to deal with the husband. But for the most part, like, my cousin, she's always like, I got to put my husband first. I got to put my husband first. And me, per se, I'm like, I don't think you have to put me first. I'm here. You know, like, as long as I get our time, you know, when the kids are asleep or, you know, when you rested and you're up and you're like, hey, I have time to go sit down with you or, you know, chit-chat with you or this. From a husband's standpoint, as long as we know the house is safe Mm -hmm. and taken care of, I think, and we know that we're loved, like, you know, show your love language to them. So if you're busy and everything, hey, I love you, a quick text message. If Mm -hmm. my words is, uh, if I'm, what is mine? What did I just say mine was? What yours is physical touch and affection. Affection. Physical touch, yeah. So if you walk past me and I'm on my laptop doing something, you rub my shoulder or my head, that's all I need. (laughs) <laughs> a quick little brush past me and you just touched me I'm like okay she loved me that's you know and that's similar to how women are when they're in the kitchen I know you see the memes on um, Instagram and a, a husband walk past their wife and he slap her on the booty uh-huh. and they you know they like that you know yeah. I, I think that's you know it's that type of situation like just that I little like touch that. shows that I think we had a comment yeah let me show you sorry I, I've lifted it up before while you were talking, my bad. Okay, so Bree said, I think that I think what helps is knowing my husband understands my brain, never stops. And he emphasizes that it takes time to appreciate me and help me with the load. But it also is up to me to communicate my needs. Boom. Boom. Okay, so I when you were saying when you were when I was reading when you were reading the comment. In the beginning, I was like, okay, um, I've always had an issue with women thinking men are supposed to know, like like we're supposed to actually read your mind and just know, um, because in a situation to where it's been things to where I've read my, I've read or I tried reading my wife and it was the wrong read. And it was like, well, shoot, I thought it was that, you know, so you can't get mad because I tried. But it was just the wrong thing. So I've always was the one to say, well, why don't you express your needs? Hey, baby, I'm tired. But the dishes need to be clean. The kids need to be fed. The dog needs to be taken out. Fine, baby, go lay down. I have you. I got you. Mm-hmm. Go rest. No problem. But if you walk in this house and in your mind, you're tired. Your kids need to be need to eat. Dishes need to be washed. Dog needs to be let out. And you walk around the house with this look on your face like you're tired, but I don't 
receive it and I don't do anything and you continue to do this stuff and now you're angry because I didn't read it. Am I the one that's supposed to be like, are you, should you be mad at me or mad at yourself because you didn't verbally speak up and say, Hey, take care of this. But you know, some people are like, you see all this chaos is going on. They should be like, you should like no and help me. So what do you say to that? Because that's the other mind frame of it. Like, you see all this is going that's the, on. That's the thing. I don't see what you see. That's what women don't understand. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm not saying like, okay, so if you hear the kids getting crazy and they out of line, like, you know, fathers, we're gonna step in, hey, you know, what's going mm-hmm. on? You know, we hear that hey, and everything stopped. What's going on? So I'm not speaking from a you know a hostile environment like the kids right. is going crazy. Cause if you come home from work and the kids, let's say the kids is chilling, they chilling, they playing their games, reading a book or doing homework, and let's say I come in the house, I come home, every the whole household is chill. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me go ahead and take off my shoes, relax for a minute. But wifey done had a long day, you know. I she. Didn't really, we, we didn't talk on the phone, you know, you just had a long day. And how am I supposed to know that you're exhausted? You're having a long day without you telling me. Right. Like, you should be able to tell me. Because if I come home and I don't have a long day, whew, they had a long day at work. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to pull the grill out and grill today. You can throw some tacos on or something. Like, I'm, I'm going to definitely express... Cause I don't want you to guess. I, I feel like that's that's wrong to have your your partner guessing how mm-hmm. you might be, or how you might well, feel. You're not a mind reader. I mean, I wish I could. <laughs> it'd be cool points for me. <laughs> we do have another question. So the question uh-huh. was from Selena Malley. She says, "So do you have training in mental health in the mental health field?" Um, as far as uh, professional training. No, I don't have that. Um, but I have a few people in my family that I talk to um, that one is a therapist, um, and I speak with him often. And uh, just listening to how he talks about things and, and situations that he's helped me with, um, I feel like I've helped a lot of my friends go through rough times. Um, mm-hmm. And just having them open up and see the bigger picture as far as you know, it's okay to go through what you're going through, mm-hmm. but sit back and, and kind of think about how you want to go through those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, understand what the situation is, who you really are, and be honest with yourself. Yeah. And then one thing I want to add with mental health, because it's in all, there's different like levels to it. Now, obviously, there's people who have like really bad chemical imbalances, like schizophrenia, uh-huh. and they're dealing with bipolar and, and those things. So those that's not kind of what we're talking about. Cause those do have to be dealt with differently. You have to have professional, you have to have professional help. help. Yeah. You, professional yeah. Help. And then even sometimes with some of us going through the motions, it's okay. Go get, go to a therapist, go to counseling, whatever is going to get you to where you need to be mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I um, would definitely speak to men and tell them, if you feel like you need therapy, go to mm-hmm. go see a therapist. You know, um, you know, you got a lot of men out here who think the macho thing is to just deal with it on their own. Um, 
No, go out there and get you some help. Yep. You know, get you some help, talk to somebody. Got something else? Yep, I got another one for you. All right, Bridget Giles. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> However, when a mom is staying at home with the kids and when daddy gets home, it is nice for him to clock in and let us have a break. We shouldn't have to ask for help. And no, you're right. Yep. You're absolutely right in that you shouldn't have to ask for help all the time. <laughs> um, yep. You shouldn't have to help, ask for help. And there are times to where I think that's the, the communication that you guys have to have mm -hmm. um, within that. With, with every relationship, every marriage is different. You know, mm -hmm. um, some women stay at home and some men work all the time. In that incident, I don't think that, you know, a man should have to come home from work after working, you know, Monday through Friday, and you don't work and take care of the home, you know. But mm -hmm. if both are working, I feel like you guys should have a system to where nobody's on overload, you know. One person helps out this day, the other person helps out that day to kind of keep the balance. So to piggyback off of that, if the mom stays at home, the dad works. Uh -huh. Is there any point where she does get a break from household yeah. things, like the balance yeah, of that? Yeah, um, and that's. I feel like at that aspect, that's more of a you should be willing to open up and say, "Hey, when you get home from work, can you do X, Y, and Z? I'm not, you know, feeling it today." Yeah. Because everybody, everybody goes through it. Mm -hmm. Even at work, like people check out at work <laughs> all, all the time. <laughs> Bridget had a second part. She goes, I do understand we must commu communicate, but there is a difference between communicating and always ask and always having to ask a spouse to do things. Yeah, there is a difference. I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. There's definitely a difference. But see, the thing about it to me is, is that I don't feel like asking is... People make asking a bad thing like they give it a negative feel like oh i have to ask you to do this i have to ask you to do that i i don't mind asking mm -hmm. i would ask i grew up asking questions because that's how you learn and that's how you you know mm -hmm. maneuver through life um if we are a team i would rather ask for help to just to then to just think that you're going to help me because I feel mm -hmm. like you're getting on two separate pages at that point. Mm -hmm. Ask me so we can be on the same page or tell me, ask or tell me you ain't got to ask. Hey, I'm, I'm tired. You got the dishes tonight. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And there, there are times to where, like I said, some men come to the house and be like, you look like you're sleepy. You look like you're tired. And that sparks that conversation for you to be like, yeah, I am. Can you do this? Can you do that? And at the end of the day, you're still asking. Because I just asked. You know, what I didn't ask, I just assumed that you were tired. But at the same time, if I can look at you and tell you that you're tired, and you can say, yes, I am, you can ask me to do this, this, and that as well. Because I might, for instance, okay, I came home one day, and I was like, you know what? My wife had just told me that she was tired about, she was tired from doing something 
and she would love to come home and have the toys picked up, this done, that done. And so I did everything, right? Mm-hmm. And she come home, she was like, the number one thing that I wish you would have done was just clean the bathroom. I didn't clean up the front room, clean the kitchen, clean the back room, and walk right past the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I would have had to, I would rather you clean the bathroom than this room. And I'm like, well, I cleaned up the other rooms. Can you, you know, give me some slack on that? And it's one of those things where it's like, well, if she would have just said, hey, can you clean the whole house up for me? Then maybe I would have cleaned that bathroom and then we would have been good. It would have been no problems. So I don't know. I think that asking is not a bad thing because it, it gets straight to the point. I got a couple more comments for you. So Selena uh-huh. Malley, she said, and there's also a difference between talking to someone and talking at them. Mm. And talking to someone and talking at them. What do you think about that? I think there's a difference as well. I think if someone's just... Like for me, if you're just t- kind of just telling me to do this, this, you're just... But not listening to me I feel like you're talking at me you're not listening to me so I think I've had people like uh, in relationships tell me like you know what I need to do what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm like dude I'm grown like talk to me don't (laughs) like well you should have did you should have did this you should have said it that way bro okay and then I start to shut down Instead of us just talking about what the communication breakdown is or understanding maybe I didn't receive it that way or that's not, or vice versa, or they're not even looking at it the same way I am. And, you know, understanding more than trying to get your point across. Okay, I see where you're going with it. And Mm -hmm. and yes, the difference. And um, I think that's something uh, that both sides need to understand as well too because there were certain situations to where things were said differently which sparked the argument and then during that argument the correct thing was said and it was like well, why didn't you say that in the first place or why didn't you say it that way in the first place to eliminate you know the argument and now it gets to well now you're trying to tell me what I should say and it's like I'm not trying to tell you what you should say but if you had said that in the beginning, it would have stopped the whole the argument of what we were having. So that's a hard, it's, know, that's, it's it's not it's not know, simple. Yeah, it's not simple. It's, it's not, not simple. simple. And as men, as men, we have to understand too that, like you said, um, ladies, they you guys move off emotion, so we have to be able to to tap in with our feminine side and to be able to understand it and scoop down, I'm not going to say scoop down, but be able to to move to that level that you guys are at to be able to understand, like, okay, they don't mean no harm. You know, they, they got a lot going on and we have to understand and we have to be able to, to work together to be able to move it to one. Mm-hmm. And for a man, that could be hard. You know, that's letting some, you know, our... our Tapping into your feminine side as a man, to a lot of men, that's hard. That's very hard. Yeah. I got a, a, some good ones for you in the chat. Mm-hmm. So, Bridget said, 
basketball, football. We pass the ball. No asking. The teammate is looking for the ball. And then also, uh, what does she say? Men. Oh, we, we got, yep. So men talking to men. A plus B equals C. Oh, you get to us. That's not. And then I like this one. Y'all usually speak facts. We speak with emotions. That's what we were talking about earlier. I've always said so, we're more of a simple-minded species. Like, like you just said, A plus B equals C. And I think that's really the disconnect. I'm glad you said that. That was pretty good because facts and emotion. We're going to argue our facts. Y'all going to argue y'all emotions. Where do we meet in the middle? And... Mary folks, get in there. Where do y'all meet in the middle on this? Anyone leave a comment. But Corey, what do you think? Yeah, I want to know. Where do we meet in the middle <laughs> with this? And <laughs> I feel like, and it's, it's kind of hard because, like you said, men, we, to be honest with you, if we're supposed to not really move off emotion, a lot of stuff shouldn't really bother us. So we should be like, okay, you know, I have an uncle who, was pretty much, he took care of his wife, my auntie, and he told me, he was like, she gonna always be right. And when he told me that, I was like, you a strong man. <laughs> like, I want that from, like, I want to be able to say, my wife is always right. Because he, he was like, I'm not equipped to argue. He was like, I would never argue, I would never win an argument with my wife, no matter what the facts might be. And to me, I feel like facts, not all facts are correct, but, you know, facts are what they are, you know. We mm -hmm. sat here, we thought about it, A plus B equals C, and that's a fact. <laughs> the emotional side of it might not be real because you, you got a lot of emotions playing into it. You know, you feel this way about it, this person feels that way about it, who is right in that, in that case. But does it have to be if right and wrong? It's how I... It's how I felt. Like, if I felt like you hurt my feelings, we can argue it. You still hurt my feelings. I, I mean, that's just where we're at. So why argue with me about you hurting my feelings? That's how I felt. You could say you didn't, you know, instead but that, of... But, that, but, that, but, that, but that's a fact right there, though. That is a that, fact, true. That's a fact. I hurt your feelings. That's a, that's a, that's a fact. I was thinking more so of... What situation can I think of to where it's more so of an emotional feeling, but not a fact? It ain't hit me, but okay. yeah, that, I think that's a fact. If I hurt your feelings, then mm -hmm. I hurt your feelings, yeah. and I should be apologize. I should apologize. Yeah. I got a question for you. Well, they said, "How do you feel about compatibility?" That's from Selena. Uh, I like it. Um, I think that that really plays a big factor in, in who you're with. Uh, if you're compatible with a person, it, it makes things a lot easier. Um, I think it makes things a lot more organic. It makes you able to open up a lot more knowing that you're able to relate with this person more, mm -hmm. more to say if that, uh, answers it mm -hmm. um hmm. Hmm. and another I, thing with I, compatibility have you thought about this like 
we're all not going to match perfectly, right? There's always uh -huh. going to be an off, but the overall, can I accept the things that are kind of quirks or maybe get on my nerves about you? Maybe not. If they never change that, can I still be with you? I know they're, I know he's never going to put that toilet seat down. It's not going to, I can tell him 50 million times. Can I still, that's just a small thing. You get what I'm saying? I'm just using an example. Can I still yeah. be with that person? It's worth it to me. I can live with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's noble. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm the type of husband that come in and take my socks off and throw it on my side of the room. Wife hates it. <laughs> she hates it. That's something that <laughs> from since we've met, she hates it. But I guess I mean, we're still here, so she she deals with it. You know, she, she looks the other way. I mean, I can't say she looks the other way, but I mean... I don't know. I haven't even spoken to her about that, to be honest yeah. with you. I think it's just something that she just deals with. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that's, I got another one for you. Okay. That's where those heart level, convert. those are those heart level conversations. Where there is a safe space. God, we're segueing into it. We need to learn each other's love languages because we receive um, better when our tank is full. So I, yeah. that is really good because if I know I'm loved by this person and they meet uh -huh. my needs, and when we get into those things, at the end of that, I know he loves me. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to be fine. <laughs> like, it's not that. It's about the foundation, man. So yes. every relationship needs a strong foundation. I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, you guys, we you have to have a, a foundation of, all right, if we go through tough times, we know that if we fall down, this foundation that we created, that we built, we can bounce back from. Yes. And just know, like, and I know some people are watching, certain people I know that are watching, like, a couple of my friends that have um, had issues in their marriages, and they have been able to, that foundation has brought them back to restore and rebuild. So there's a couple of people I've witnessed that. And she's, Bridget Zhao says, at the end of the day, nothing, <laughs> at the end of the day, nothing changes. Can you be with them forever? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. If nothing changes, if there's uh -huh. some, yeah, you have to, you have to decide that. That's like a personal choice. And that's what, it's good getting to know a person up front, asking all those questions. You get all, you collect all your data on them. Can I still, uh -huh. they never change these things. Can I still be here? Yes. I mean, you should. You should be able to be there. I mean, because that's who you met, right? Right. I mean, if nothing changes, like at all, as far as like that person, is am I getting that correct? Yes. Like, if you, if is there's anything with them that, excuse me. Just whatever it is, like even just in the beginning stages of laying those foundations before you fully commit or be fully walk into marriage. And there's some things, I don't want to call them red flags because we say red flags, but you know, if those things, and you're thinking we can work on that, if it never changed, uh -huh. could you still stay there? I think those are things you need to ask yourself beforehand and be honest with yourself. Can you? Because some things are deal breakers for people or they don't have the capacity for it. Yeah, um, I feel like you should be able to still be with him. Mm -hmm. If nothing, if nothing changes, because you know what you signed up for. 
you know, you know who you met. Right. You know who you got into this relationship with. So I feel like if nothing changed, um, you should still be able to be with them. In my aspect, unless, I mean, it's far, when you say change, it's really kind of getting me as far as like, we're talking about personality wise or we're um, talking about growth as far as growth, beha- like, behavior, um, mm-hmm. behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'll say this, let's say, okay, I'll put something that's kind of like, I don't, I know I don't have the capacity and people kind of get weird when I say this. If I was like dating a guy, we're in the dating part, right? Mm-hmm. And he said that, okay, I had a problem with substances. And you know what goes along with that. There's relapses. That's normal in all these things. I have to think if he, before going any further, if I were to be in a marriage thing, there's a chance he could relapse. And I could go through these ups and downs because he's always struggled with this. Could I be with him despite? You got to. You, you made that vow. Well, this is before you make the vow. This is before. This is before you make the vow. You know this beforehand. That's why we need uh-huh. to like start thinking. Can we accept certain things before we like are yeah, fully? Yeah. Yeah. Consideration. Yeah. I feel like that's that's a question to where before you proceed with you know anything further with that person, mm-hmm. do you sit down and, and think about? A possible relapse yes um and this goes back to saying like people have to be we have to sit down and you have to study the person that you really want to be with you really have to like it's it's that serious especially nowadays because there's so many things going on mm-hmm. sit down and, and, and take it back old school get you a uh what do they call those lists the, the pros and cons list right. you know See. write down all the pros out of it write down all the cons out of it and see if that's where you want to continue to go. You know, um, because what yeah. you say I do to that person, despite anything that that person had going on, you're accepting all of that. You're that's accepting right. it all. So that's once like you, that. yeah. That's, yes. that's, that's so important. it's like just important to have like these, because I would say for me, that's kind of like a, I would probably, no, I probably wouldn't go that direction. That's because I have my own stuff with it. It's nothing personally uh-huh. to do with them, but I don't know if I have the, comp- I know I don't have the capacity. I've already gone down this road. Right. You shouldn't have to go do it. Again. And I can't, I don't, I don't have anything else to give to it. So I probably wouldn't be a good companion to you anyways, in that sense. But having those conversations yeah, actually, up front. Yeah. And, but then you say, if you actually went down that road before, it makes it easier to identify. No, it doesn't. Right? Well, well, no, I went through it. it to identify to deal with it. No, 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 not to deal with okay. them. So if you went down that road before and then you meet somebody else who, you know, mimics that road, you've been down it, so you know the trauma. You know what it can cause. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to identify knowing that that's not what you want anymore. 100%. Like, that's not what you're looking for. 100%. So it's easier to be able to back out of that and be like, okay, no, been down that road before. Let me back out of this right now. I have another question for you. Okay. Okay. They got you. We lighten up in here. Okay. <laughs> oh, they're getting on you. So imagine if, she said, imagine if you stop throwing those socks on the floor without her having to have that conversation. Super mom. My question for you is if 
You know she hates it. Why do you continue to do it? Corey, <laughs> 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 my people are lighting oh, you up in here. <laughs> I'm playing. Cool, I'm no, playing. No, it's cool. all fun. No, no, it's I, good I, conversation. I, I, it I really like, is. You know, great conversation. Great conversation. Um, it's nothing that I know I can't stop. Like, okay, I can stop it if I want to. But most times it's more of a, I get in the bed and I just kick my socks off and then it just falls on the floor. But um, I've gotten better with it, you know, and she's told me she, what she did was she just put a basket on my side of the room. She basically slid. She put a basket on my side of the room. So I just take the socks off and throw them in there. But one might make it, the other one might fall out. So um, I don't know why I don't stop, man. Maybe I should. Uh I, you know, never really thought of it being a big deal. I mean, at the end of the day, I clean my side of the room up, so it's not like she picking the socks up. I'm picking the socks up. But I'm cleaning everything else. You know, I might make sure my closet stay clean, <laughs> my shoes is up, <laughs> the house is clean. So I think for me, I feel like because I am that organized person throughout the rest of the house, that's my one area to where I just, okay, it's a sock too. To soccer too. So, right. yeah, I, have a, I know, I know his husbands out there who trifling everywhere throughout the house. I'm clean out the rest of the house. It's just the socks. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay, got another question for you. It's um, from Dress Up Mayhem. Um, sounds like um, you have a good marriage. What do you and your wife do to help keep y'all growing together? Like therapy books. Hanging with other married folks in weekly dates, date nights, etc. Um, every marriage has its ups and downs. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we we have our ups and downs, and you know, we go through certain things. So, um, thanks for the comments from saying we look, comments saying we look looks like I have a good marriage. Um, as far as the things mm -hmm. that we do. You bring that back up again? Oh, yeah, because it was... Let me put it back up for you. What do you and what wife do to help keep your growing together? Um, it's, it's, it's a funny question. It's funny that you ask that because right now it's a little rocky, so I can't really ask or answer, you know, what we do to keep things growing, growing together. But we have done therapy before. Um, that helps. Mm -hmm. So I can definitely tell people that therapy, you know, helps. Uh, we've hung out with other married folks, but we stopped doing that because you can't hang out with everybody. Everybody's marriage is different. And down here, the married folks that we hung out with were into some, some weird stuff. So um, we didn't, you know, we don't hang out with too many married folks. Um, we had three kids, so weekly date nights is kind of hard. Uh, we try to do them, but uh, we just actually had one last night. Mm -hmm. One called a weekly date night, but um, a friend had a birthday party, and uh, we were able to get rid of the kids and go to the birthday party. So that was pretty cool. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, as far as the you know what helps keep y'all growing together aspect, uh, I would like to say. You know, uh, sitting down, having, you know, weekly meetings about where you want to go in life or where do we want to mm -hmm. go in our marriage. 
uh, keeping that fresh. Uh, I would like to say, you know, working on each other as an individual, um, mm -hmm. whether that's letting go of baggages that we have or mm -hmm. uh, growing with each other and, and just talking about certain interests that we either gained or want to learn. So, I mean, that's really all I got yeah. for you in that aspect. Yeah. I got another one for you. So this is from Bridget Giles. How important is it to you to take the lead and plan a date with no input from her? Oh, that's important. Mm -hmm. That's something that, yeah, that's, that's very important. Um, that keeps things fresh. That, that keep, in my eye, that, that keeps you looking like Superman to the lady. Um, <laughs> you know, to be able to just, you know, spontaneously say, hey, I'm one of the people that I would like to be able to go buy maybe a little outfit, hang it up in the closet, and then shoot her a text like, the kids is gone, I got some plans for us, I got an outfit in the closet for you, go throw that outfit on, I got something, you know, be ready at this time, and let's go up. Um, that's important. And then a lot of things is, is that when you say no input from her, mm -hmm. It's really from her, just listening to like some of the things that she might want to do, you know. Mm, yeah. It's like Instagram, you know. I know a lot of women they share videos with their significant other, and those videos might sh show interest in something that she's interested in. So if she's sending you videos of you know fine dining restaurants, maybe you could find that fine that fine dining restaurant. And take her to it but you didn't have to ask her you know you just yes took okay. it upon yourself to do it and then bridget did have something else she says i don't living word bible church in mesa offers date night babysittings on saturdays at 6 p.m they feed them and you don't have to pick them up until 9 p.m oh well let me write the bible church yep living word and i used to go there too mm -hmm. and they do people will go to like service and then to take their kids are in children's church, and then you go have a night. How is the church? Is the church a pretty good church? Yes, they're good people. It's it's a good church. I went there for I know four she's years. Looking for she's looking for one. It's so. it's a very it's a it's a it's a very family church. It's family, so it's a it's a good church. Amen. He she said, "Amen." He gets it, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he said, yeah. Um, dress up mayhem said, yes. Yep, a good church. Yep. I used to go there. Good church. Well. Unfortunately, I won't be able to go to it because I, I work on Sundays. So. Oh, this is on Saturday. They on Saturday? They have no, church. church that's, yeah, that's the one Saturday, 6 p.m. is when they have the babysitting so you no, go to but church is at five they have service beforehand so there's service at five and then or bridget correct that it's still service you would go to service for an hour and you can leave your kids until nine in the daycare this is on saturday okay. nights look into that thank you bridget so another thing that kind of came up is like a safe space um mm -hmm. For men, like having other men to talk to about all these things, feelings, mental health, being 
Oh, sorry. She said service is at six and ends at seven. And then you have okay. seven to nine, you know, to do whatever, you know, you want to do. Um, but having that safe space, how important is to have those male figures to talk to about being feelings, being vulnerable, and your relationships, that's, fellowship. That's major. That's, that's, that's major. That is something that I believe if more, if we had more of would change a lot of men in this world. Um, it, it allow us to open up and be vulnerable to, you know, the loved ones in our life. Um, I say that from personal experience because I'm dealing with it living down here in Arizona. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm from Detroit. So my father, my brother, my nephew, uncles, they're all in Detroit. And uh, down here, I just have my mom, my sister, you know, wife, kids. And I don't have the, the male figure to be able to just pull up on and, you know, sit back, relax, relax fellowship, have mm -hmm. a drink or a cigar, just, just talk about nonsense, you know, mm -hmm. that means a lot to me. Um, I think that's very important. We need it more. Every guy needs it. Um, especially from a, a family member, somebody that you can really love mm -hmm. because men don't open up to other men in the form of love. We mm -hmm. open up in the form of, you know, masculine things, but as far as love, we don't open up like mm -hmm. we should. And I think it's easier to open up when you have a, a male figure that's related to you mm -hmm. that you can, you know, open up to in the form of love. Is there a way, like, because sometimes maybe we don't have that family member, but we can have a chosen family or we can have, mm -hmm. um, so if you don't have a family member, what are ways, well, I'm thinking, what are ways that you can find that group that you can be vulnerable? But especially when you're not even around where people you grew up with or, you know, you're out here in Arizona. Um, is that you haven't really found that yet? No. So I think that that's the issue that mm -hmm. most men have. Mm -hmm. um, now, I have a group of friends down here and to be able to pull up on them and just, you know, talk about you know, regular stuff that men talk about, you know, cars, mm -hmm. uh, women shooting and all that type of stuff. Just, mm -hmm. we do that. But, um, to really have like a conversation with someone of wisdom, someone who's been down the road that you're going, somebody who actually loves you mm -hmm. and makes it easy enough for you to open up. And it's just not family. Like you said, yeah. I, I say family because that's easy, but you got the pastor, you have people at church, yep. um, you have some foundations out here that, you know, men, but the thing about it is, is that we don't, a lot of men don't trust, mm. you know, we don't, we don't, we don't trust easily, you know, we don't, we don't open up to other men easily, so we get with them, and we had talked, and we had these conversations, but then the thing that's deeply in your heart that you want to open up about, it's kind of hard for you to open up about it. Unless that person knows how to draw it from you. Right. And most men don't even know how to do that. Corey, I will say this. At Living Word, I'm plugging them again. They do have a men's group. <laughs> they do have a men's group. She just said, hold on, this is what Bridget just said. Uh, and, I, and I knew they did. 
She said, our church also has a ministry that is called Band of Brothers. It's an all-men's group that meet and talk about life, family, church. They meet Thursdays at 7 p.m., starting again next year. I was waiting for her to say something and I said it so we we was thinking the same thing because <laughs> I was like it living word has that too oh Pat G and this is um Bridget's husband is in the chat okay he said because we are afraid that our words could be used against us where men yeah. minister to men is in a safe place. He's saying it's when men can minister to men in a safe place, they don't have to be afraid of their words being used against them. Yeah, um, and that's more so what I, you know, a lot of men worry about is being vulnerable and they having it used against them. Yeah, and that's not that's not ever good. We don't want that. No. So, what is really your takeaway? Like, what do you want people to take away from this conversation? To be able to seek help if needed. To be able to be honest with yourself. Um, I think that's the most important mm -hmm. thing. Um, if you're honest with yourself, you can be that better version to the loved ones in your life, the people in your life. And you can move easily, you know? You can, you can easily move through life if you know who you are as a person and um it. yeah don't it. let other people don't let the opinions of other people get to you that's big too like mm -hmm. don't let the thoughts or opinions <clears throat> i'm sorry so each at the end i like to end um the episode um oh Bridget said amen oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I like to end each episode with um, kind of a game. So the, I'm going to say like a sentence and the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. So one word that best describes you. Um, high energetic. Like, I mean, I guess that's two words, but. It don't yeah. matter. <laughs> there's, there's no, you ain't going to get penalized. <laughs> What is your theme song? Um, I don't have a theme song. That's crazy. You gotta come up with one. Song. You gotta find a theme song for yourself. Not uh, today. If you can't think of one today, that's fine. But you gotta have a theme song to hype you up in your mind. What's the song that represents you? Okay. All right. I, I'll work on that because okay. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> what motivates you? Um, life in itself. Uh -huh. Life. Um, knowing that it's a precious thing, knowing that you only get it once, mm -hmm. and knowing that you got to make the best out of it, you know, mm -hmm. that's that's really motivation. Your personal hero. I'm a personal hero. Oh, you said my personal. Yeah, hero. who's your personal hero? God, Ooh. definitely. Yeah, definitely God. Yeah. What is your wildest dream? To be honest with you, my wildest dream is actually something simple, man. Um, I've always wanted to be like the person to to give back, like 
to be able every time I see somebody that's going through things, mm-hmm. homeless person on the street, I'm like, if I could just buy like a big old land and build a whole bunch of tiny homes on it to be able to have all these people move in and not have to live on the street. Like, I think of stuff like that. So I think that would be like my wildest dream to be able to do something like that. And what legacy do you want to leave behind? Um, I want to leave behind a legacy of truth. I want to be able to, my kids and my grandkids to know where they come from. I want them to know that everything that was done was done for a reason, was done strategic, and know exactly who did it, why it was done, and to keep that tradition going. Nice. Your purpose? Um, I think my purpose is to make people smile, make people laugh, like to get people out of there their funk that they're in, mm-hmm. I guess. Okay. And I realized that the other day with a coworker. And it made you feel yeah. good. You understood. Okay. It, it, she was just, I, every time I see her, she's an older lady. She's, you know, I'm just on my coffee. It's six o'clock in the morning and she's just very energetic and I love it about her. And one day she, I'm not, not going to say one day, I've noticed that she just wasn't herself. Like she mm-hmm. just wasn't energetic. She her face just looked like it was like this, and she, she's been coming in like that. So one day I just walked up to her and gave her a hug, and she started crying. And then mm-hmm. I said something and she started laughing. And then she came back to me the next day and was like, "I really needed that." And now she's like, "Hey, hey. how you doing?" Oh <laughs> so, yes, I love that. This is a good question. What? Uh-huh. What do you want God to say once your journey is completed here on earth? Good job. Amen. Good job. Job well done. Job well job done. Job well done. That's, what I, I, that's all I need. Nice. That's all I need. If I, can, if I get those words from him, I don't need a paragraph or a sentence. Good job. I love that. Bridget ended up with, thank you for coming on the show to share your truth as a man, Corey. Great show. Bridget, thank you for those tough questions. Cause now I got some thinking. I got to <laughs> prepared for that one, Bridget. But no, I kept you on your toes today. You didn't even <laughs> man. What drained the battery in my laptop? It was like, ooh, when she came on the battery started dying a little bit quick. I was like, oh. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you again, Corey. Um, and uh, thank you for coming on. And I hope you will return in a future date. And- we have other things no, going I'm on. No, I'm going to have some stuff for you, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, if you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe, hit the notification button. You don't want to miss another episode of Divine Honey Podcast. Share. Please share this episode. Um, if you're interested in, or you know anyone who's interested in being a guest, guys, this is where you can email me. Hold on. Let me put my email up. At bougiegirl at gmail.com. Um, or if you have any topics that you would like to for us to discuss on here, you can also email me that. You guys, I am on I'm I'm on everything, y'all. I'm on Instagram, bougiegirl underscore LLC. 
I'm on Facebook and TikTok. Just bougie girl. Um, yes. So check me out on there. And I'm also on Apple Podcast and Spotify. This recording will be uploaded in a few hours. And you can also go on there. Those links are in the about section. And I'll also put them in the comment section. So go on there and rate. And yeah, I appreciate you guys spending your Sunday with us. And until next time, peace and blessings. And again, thank you, Corey. Thank you. Happy holidays, everybody.